Loyal listeners, if you ever wanted to get this podcast ad-free, you can do so, as well as get some additional bonus content written by me over at patreon.com slash ndtext. You can join new subscribers for this month, Chris W. Clearwall, Mike J., as well as other longtime patrons, Stephen S., Catherine M., Fitter, Joe S., Jude S., and Father Soren. Again, you can join them by heading over to patreon.com slash ndtext, toss in just a buck a month or more, if you so wish, to help fund our little creative content and get some little bonus stuff for yourself. Thanks again for listening. Hello and welcome to another edition of the HLS Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me Andy Tex, and you can subscribe to this little pod over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. The Sim is coming before you know it, so make sure you follow us over on twitch.tv slash Sons. Join us in Discord to uh, find out when things go haywire. You can come chime in over at herloyalsons.com slash Discord. And as always, you can find us over at our home at HerLittleSons.com. And with that, time to bring in Shane. Shane, how you doing, my friend? I am good, man. How are you? I, You know what? This is twice that we're like, you know what? We're going to do the preseason magazine you know, summary of Notre Dame. And this is now twice that late-breaking news has completely fucked all our plans. It's, it's the podcast tradition. Unexpectedly, here we are talking Big 12. You know what I'm saying? Every and, fucking time. And we t- and we took a week off. We took yeah. a week off. I mean, this couldn't yeah. have happened on the week off or anything. But no, here's what happened, in, in case you're unaware. And we are going to bring this back around to Notre Dame because the reasons we are talking about this is because the implications that this has on the sport are absolutely gigantic. So when any kind of implication like this comes down, the question obviously has to be was where does Notre Dame fit in all this? And what I'm referring to is that the Houston Chronicle, out of nowhere yesterday, just drops the atomic bomb. Texas and OU are thinking about joining the SEC. Yep. What was your first reaction when you heard that news, Shane? Well, I mean... It it I didn't even know what to think of it when the first thing I thought of when I said when the when the the tweet was was uh, posed it was the way it was said it was like oh breaking Texas and OU will send a letter to the Big Twelve letting them know they will not be renewing their media contracts or whatever and apparently are interested in the SEC when I saw that I was just like damn that's that's essentially Texas and OU basically saying hey Big Twelve fuck you. <laughs> 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 That was it. That's all. That's really all I could piece together. And then, of course, I had work. But yeah, that that, that was the way it, it came across to me. Yeah. So basically, what happened, and, and and the thing I saw today, because this news, and today we're recording this on a Thursday evening. Yesterday, when this broke by the Houston Chronicle, I didn't put two and two together, but Aggie Twitter did, because you will mm-hmm. notice the Houston Chronicle broke this story. Not only did the Houston Chronicle break it. 
but I don't, I'm going to butcher this poor guy's name, but it's Brent Zemwer, Zemwer Man, I think is the way you say it. He is basically the Texas A&M beat. So everybody okay. finally figured it out because the first official comment came from the Texas A&M athletic director who was ready to fire away and say that, no, 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 we need to be, we're going to protect our interests. We came to be the lone Texas school in the SEC, you fuckers. <laughs> Paraphrased, of course. Texas yeah. A&M leaked this news, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> the pain yeah. never stops. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's funny, though? Like, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it, it just feels like one of those things that's going to come pretty quickly full circle should this all play out the way it looks like it may play out. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it just... It has that. It has a perfect, a perfect tinge of like you know karmic retribution incoming, you know. I, oh, I, absolutely. I yeah, of all over the place because, and here's where the big implications come down because the Big Twelve and the reason why Missouri left, the reason why Texas A and M left, the reason why Nebraska left, the reason why Colorado left. Because they took and said, this league is catered to fucking Texas and Oklahoma, and especially Texas out of the two of them. That's yeah. where the power lies. This is bullshit. We want out. So they got out, and then the Big 12 still managed to cobble things together because Texas was trying to figure out, you know, flirting with the, the Pac-12. You know, maybe maybe we go independent. Who, who knows what's going to happen? But mm -hmm. now, after all that, after everybody gets happy, after you get the Longhorn Network, everybody's set up, they took a look and said, you know what? This playoff thing's expanding. We don't yep. really need these conference title games. The SEC is making a shit ton of money because we saw what their contract is after they left CBS, and all this lines up in 2025 when all these contracts expire. And that's the, yep. that's the uh, strongly worded letter they're going to send to the big 12 saying hey when when this expires you know we, we want to be out we're going to figure something yeah, else we're not going to be around they want that. the bag man yep. Uh, yep and that's what this all as it typically does with college football especially when big administrative moves happen it all comes down to the almighty dollar and that's what's happening here because they don't think they're going to get the same amount of revenue share that they're owed for being so good so great I mean, OU is the only one that's got a recent claim to that. I mean, Texas hasn't done shit beyond being the name. But no, Texas has only done it financially. That's, I mean, that's that's really like I feel like we 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 all like to talk shit about like Texas is never going to be back because I mean <laughs> I don't see it. You seeing it? I'm not seeing it. But I sure as hell. The truth is point. like the Texas brand is not is not the football right anymore it's the fucking it's the money it's the capital dude like it is the it's it's the amount of people with the amount of dollars behind it that's really that's really their their only real appeal is that that top three top two status every year of fucking revenue generating machine in the sport just because you know fucking you know that that dumb fucking fandom logic of texas football like it just it's one of the it's it's a phenomenon above its own and it all slams down in one concentrated amalgam of the texas longhorn football program i mean it it, it could be the dallas cowboys if they were worth a shit but you know jerry jones has that covered but like it's it's the texas football money machine it has nothing to do with like 
their football competitiveness. I mean, Oklahoma, they they earn what they fucking get at this point. Like, sure, they also have the pedigree to them, but I mean, Texas kind of feels like the fucking plus one. I'm not gonna lie. In in terms of you know attraction, in terms of field product, right? But in, if it, if it were talking dollars, it's the other way around. Yeah, it, there was a funny graphic that was going around with them being the plus one. That there's like 17 Big 12 titles between them, and OU's yeah. got 14 of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So like, yeah, yeah, you really haven't done much, Texas. But but like yeah. I said, I mean, CBS lost. You know, in negotiations, they lost the SEC, and that contract is worth three billion with the B dollars. Ridiculous. Yeah. Going to pay the SEC as a conference three hundred million a year, which right now they are paid by CBS fifty five million a year. So yeah. here's what Texas did. They said that's bullshit Vanderbilt can make that money. You, know, <laughs> you mean to tell me Mike Leach can go to Wazoo and go pick up a Mississippi school and get get, yeah. get that kind of money? No, nah, fuck that. We want a piece of that pie. Now Obviously, the SEC is where they've been discussing so far when this silo was fired off. Who knows where they would actually land up, but it seems pretty certain because that letter is coming out. It just will not be with the Big 12, which leads everybody to go, now what does the Big 12 do? They specifically didn't expand because Texas and OU said, nah, man, we're good. They didn't bring in Cincinnati. They didn't bring in USF back when USF was good. They, They had no no care of bringing in UCF. They wanted to keep everything in the nice little organization that they had, and everybody was hunky-dory with it, and now that the two marquee names are gone, you have a conference that's looking like the future group of five. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you could understand Texas and Oklahoma kind of looking looking over their shoulders and being like, y- y'all really going to make me fucking, you know, carpool with Kansas? You know, fucking <laughs> Baylor, <laughs> fucking Kansas State. Like, I, I, I get the feeling because these are programs that do not seem, you know, like you have Oklahoma, you have Texas, and then right below them you have, you know, Oklahoma State, question mark, question mark, TCU, quintuple, question mark, and then the rest is just a bunch of shrugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can totally understand the sentiment. But, yeah, what's, what's Texas and Oklahoma bounce? I mean, Big 12, buddy. Uh you're looking a little bit hungry, looking a little thin, you know, like like you could use some money, you know, like if you need some help, you know, there's a shelter, you can it, it, just don't sleep outside because you look like you're struggling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and their response to this is it was absolutely hilarious. I mean, let, oh, let's boy. go ahead and go through the timeline of responses. Basically, both Texas and OU had the same response. And when the two schools that don't like each other very much are at the center of the story, both say damn near word for word that college football is kind of always in flux and we don't need a comment on every unsubstantiated rumor, almost word for word was between both of those schools. You knew something was up. Our and, blood runs red in red solidarity of the Red River. Yeah, the funny part was the day prior, there was a conference call on Zoom about you know Big 12 conference in general. I don't know what they talked about, but nobody saw this one coming, leading me to wonder if Texas and OU were even on the call at all, or if they even mm. piped up or said anything. They were just on mute the whole time. Yeah, guys, sounds good. Y'all have a great weekend. We're, we're sitting here drafting a letter right now. Don't mind this keyboard typing. <laughs> and now the Big 12, in response, has asked 
that all oh, members boy. sign a five-year extension of TV rights through 2030. Wow. And, and, and to no surprise, Texas and OU don't seem very keen to that right now. Texas and, and OU, like, no, nah, man, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I, I didn't even get any voicemails. Like, I, I, I don't have any missed calls. <laughs> and then the, then there was a statement, and Ross Dillinger put this out on Twitter, uh, that the Big 12 gave to Sports Illustrated. And, and this is funny because it, it reads like a talking points document that you get from a corporation when something big happens, oh. whether it's like, uh, you know, massive reorganization and acquisition. You get these bu- this bullet point document. Yeah. Well, there's basically four bullet points. I mean, they're dashes in this picture. Uh, but uh, here's how I know it's copy-paste corporate talking points because the first one is such corporate speak it's fucking hilarious oklahoma and texas are founding members of the big 12 and we value their traditions and history of success oh oh Oh. we like their colors and the shapes of their helmets come on guys they're texas oh not convincing chief the second point is right along that, and my voice is cracking because I'm trying to hold back laughter. The eight members strongly desire to retain their current composition, which has proven it can compete at the highest levels. No. Motherfucker, how many playoff games have you won? No. No. Oh, this is like the job. Y'all this is like the. Sh- <laughs> it's the really, really depressing counter offer that your job gives you to counter the really good offer you got from the outside firm. Oh, it's so sad and desperate. Uh, look, we've we've achieved the highest level. That's the first thing on my resume. Huh? You can go check it on LinkedIn.com slash Big 12. <laughs> Oof. Oh, Unbelievable. Not, and I'm just mm. sitting here. I was like, you motherfuckers had the co-conference chance at the first ever playoff said, nah, fuck you guys. <laughs> Oh, God, that's so sad. They didn't even oh. mention the... Uh, okay. All it's right. unbelievable. <laughs> so so there's two more bullet points. There is a recognition <laughs> that institutions may act in their own self-interest. However, there is an expectation that members adhere to conference bylaws and enforcement of grant of rights agreements, which... Okay, can I, I just can, sit here... Can I, can I stop think- this? Can I stop this for a second? I'm no, sorry, I'm sorry. This sounds like a prenuptial agreement they're referencing you know and like they've been the such an abusive <laughs> they've been such an abusive and like obstructive partner to Texas and Oklahoma's interests and desires and questions and and goals and now they're now that they're faced with the with the, now that they've been served with the divorce documents they're going back and saying oh well i mean hey you know, we 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 love we loved your art. Oh, you know, it's th- these paintings are great. Well, I promise we'll put them up. You know, I, I know I said we would. Um, it's been a long time. We'll we'll definitely put them in the living room, honey. Yes, everybody can see them. But also, um, if you're if you really want to leave me, I just want to make sure that you remember that prenup you signed that said. But it's like, whoa, dude, stop. It, this is not helping. <laughs> Meanwhile, Texas is like, we got like five donors right behind us that's ready to write the check by themselves to get out of this mess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got man. a billionaire on a yacht that's willing to, willing to sweep me away to Monaco. Go ahead and try to convince me. Let's go. And the, and the final bullet point, this is a time of dramatic change within intercollegiate athletics, and that presents both opportunities and challenges. And the Big 12 Conference looks forward to continuing to play a major role in its evolution. 
Y'all oh. ain't going to be any kind of major players at this rate. You're about to get big tasted. Hey. <laughs> I mean, let's, yeah, let's not talk about Big Tens, but, yo, the big in front of your conference is not, is not holding. Not holding so, so well lately, these guys. You know, I'm sure the Big Ten will, will restructure to the giant north one day or some shit. But, like, the, uh, the whole Big East, remember those guys? <laughs> uh, yikes. Big 12. Also, Big 12... You know, twelve teams. That that I mean, that, nothing here is all. Nothing here is supporting your case. Everything is everything is is looking. Everything is trending down, even in the name of this conference. It's just this is this is <laughs> this is not going to be something. I'm really honestly, I'm I'm just very curious to see how the you know just the the the, the leadership of the Big Twelve Conference how how they have to how they navigate it in the public eye with. With the spectacle that this has created, that it's very clear that without these two, this conference is kind of nothing. And they and, and now it's kind of been like, you know, call our bluff, you know, your, your move from Texas and Oklahoma. I, I'm just so curious to watch them kind of squirm through and struggle through all of this. You know what I'm saying? And, and here's the amazing part, Shane. Like, you know, it's so clear that these are the two, you know, absolute cornerstones of this conference. I mean, again, we've we've mentioned OU has the success, but the fact that Texas is leaving too, it should be like whatever you mediocre fucks. But no, they're they're panicking, and here's the level of how bad Texas has been, and they're still causing this kind of panic. This is absolutely hilarious. Uh, this is from Reddit CFB over on Twitter, who posted this fun stat. They said Texas really allowed TCU and West Virginia to be the last members of the Big Twelve. Went seven and eleven against them, and now wants to leave the conference. <laughs> oh, They're like, "Yeah, damn. come on in, go go ahead. This will be great." Like, man, this sucks. If we're gonna get our asses kicked, we might as well get paid in the SEC. Bye. Good lord, <laughs> good lord. Yeah, that's right. They did seven and eleven. And public oh eye, Shane. We're Texas politics are already getting into it. Oh it's yeah, no time oh, at all. We got Jeff Leach. He is a uh, in the Texas House. Uh, he's over in the Plano area, for those that know kind of DFW. Okay. He happens to be a Baylor alumnus. He's none oh. too happy about this. Here's his statement. He says that the lack of transparency by our flagship institution is wrong. Such monumental economic and educational decision, educational, my ass, impacting my balls, yeah. the entire state must not be made in a bubble of 40 acres, or excuse me, on the 40 acres. Working on legislation requiring legislative approval for UT oh. to bolt the Big 12. So this guy, look, I don't know if you've been paying attention to Texas politics lately. We won't dive wow. too deep in there. But we got a voter bill that is is not the greatest. We'll just leave it at that, in my personal opinions. Yeah. And we got about uh, all the Democrats are off in Washington, D.C. right now. But this guy. <laughs> wow. This guy. That, that, this guy, during a special session right now where one party has bolted the state to try to break quorum to not vote on this, he is focused on the important shit. Making yeah, sure he's probably he convinced. He's probably convinced that, you know, the taxpayers will be behind their dollars doing, you know, funding this kind of work, making sure that, you know, they can't they can't leave the likes of Chip and Joanna Gaines hanging fucking dry, you know, and going to SC. Who gives a fuck, man? 
Who gives a... Shut the fuck up, Baylor. You haven't done anything. You have not contributed shit. (laughs) Texas Tech alumnus Dustin Burroughs chimed in today. This all happened today. Okay, let's hear hear it, Lubbock. I was born in your city, and I don't give a fuck about its existence. Let's go. Come on. The Texas legislature appropriates millions of dollars to our public institutions of higher ed every session. When tax dollars are involved, there should be zero allowance for secrecy, especially when it comes to far-reaching and impactful decisions by our universities. Second tweet. Any discussion surrounding UT's potential exit from the Big 12 should be completely transparent and thoroughly vetted rather than hide behind closed doors between big donors and administrators. Wow, there's no use. You know, all you know, these two, both of these statements, Baylor and Texas Tech, both. <laughs> I I heard the exact same fucking statement. Stop taking, stop keeping secrets with big money that I don't have. That's all. That's all. <laughs> that's that's all they said. We don't like secrets with your big money. We don't have. That's it. Oh. They're they're just mad that you know bigger dicks are swinging behind doors they can't open. That's that's really all I'm hearing. And again, we got really We got to loop this back around. Nothing would have come out until the letter. Well, maybe something would have eventually come out, but the Aggies made sure to jump the gun. Yeah, to get yeah. all this Vilify. out the open to to hope the rest of the text tiny Texas schools that yep. they too hated, that they too wanted to get away from. Ask an Aggie what they think about Texas Tech, and you'll get some very colorful responses from them. Oh boy, they didn't <laughs> want them in there at all. So they're like, fuck this. We're going to the SEC. So they're sitting there tossing the gasoline everything. Hey, guys, watch this. Throws a match yeah. into the fire and then watches everybody else try to put it out desperately with, like, little water squirt guns at this point. That's what they're doing right now. Yeah. It's just really funny to, like, see just how fucking plainly transparent the language of power is in Texas. It's just like, where are you taking your money? Hey, Hey, is that any of that money mine? Okay, where, where, who, who's touching it? How come I didn't hear about it? Like, shut the fuck up, all of you guys. I'm sorry. Like, the, the fact that this is not, this isn't, this isn't like some new landscape that we're navigating here. This is still Division One college football, you know, and this is still the University of Texas at fucking Austin. I mean, this, this is not. What, what, what's being revealed here is that everybody who was underneath the dome, you know, of Longhorn fucking. You know, prosperity or whoever felt like they were wearing fucking big britches within the community now all of a sudden feels themselves fucking squirming and panicking, thinking like, oh, well, but like I am also a Texan and have money, but no, you don't have Texas money. And now that they're taking it and walking out of the fucking door, you're looking around at the rest of the state and thinking like, oh my God, they're all like fucking, you know, dust balls and fucking terrifying hill. Like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. You're seeing nothing but flat land. Because all the actual mountaintop is fucking picking up the whole mountain and walking out of your state. Yeah, this it's beautiful. I love it. There's going to be more shit talking. I can't wait till SMU alums chime in. I oh can't my wait God. till they say, oh, it's like, well, wait a second. We'll, we'll come to the Big 12. Or when the SMU, American- dude, no. <laughs> what they'll do is they'll just back up a truck of cocaine and back, we're the new Texas. <laughs> That's it. We run this shit. This is a cocaine economy. <laughs> Welcome oh, to the Big 12. God. Big 12 is for kilos. That, 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 that's your membership fee. 12 kilos. 12 kilos yeah. will get you in the, in the conference. Uh, yeah, and 
um, uh, apparently uh, somebody was floating around that, you know, Kansas might want to flee to the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> West Virginia <laughs> flee to... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> because, because the Big Ten wants Kansas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> cool. Wait, Good conversation. West, Good talk. West Virginia fans are trying to the hope the ACC takes them in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Pac-12 is asking UMass to fly across the country. Okay. Oh, God. I mean, well, I mean, after all, the Big Ten did take West Virginia to begin with, so maybe uh. that at least is a little bit more of a natural move. Maybe you could get the backyard brawl back with Pitt. But yeah. that that is going to be the interesting part because what we have now with all this functioning around, because if Texas wants to, and Oklahoma as well, I mean, we've that's the best part. We've been dogging Texas so much because OU can actually, like, has the cachet to pull this off. It's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oklahoma State's pissed, but it's like, yeah, sorry, little brother. We'll see you. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah. It, their second color, cream, that's an acronym. That cash rules. <laughs> you, you all know it. Okay. Go on. <laughs> oh, God. That was a great line. But basically, right now, <laughs> Texas A&M and Missouri are the only hard nos, and that is not enough right now uh, to stop this. It's basically kind of what, what's been breaking down uh, right now. Uh, but you wouldn't know that from uh, I, I missed this in my. I have so many tabs open trying to keep track of this shit. Uh, uh, Drinkwitz uh, was asked about this, of course. You know, Missouri head oh, coach. He said mm. uh, the big question from him was whether Horns Down was going to be a fifteen-yard penalty or not. I. That's great. <laughs> All fired. I care about is whether or not Horns Down is going to get me fifteen yards. <laughs> yeah, he said he asked Commissioner Sankey, and he said no comment. So, like, the SEC, even though Missouri apparently is a hard no on this, they're still joking around. They're still throwing the Big 12 under the bus. <laughs> I mean, you know, that that's, this this is the kind of shit that, like, I that's the stuff that I want to see. Is I want to see, see the Big 12 getting shit on. I want to see kind of the SEC potential new conference mates pre-hazing Texas. You know, like I, I want, I want all that shit because, like that, that to me, that that speaks to the spirit of what I think about when I think about this sport. Like the the, the idea of like, you know, the tired ass old money that's about to die behind it all. Like that shit. Like that's that's funny. That's funny enough to you know to like wag you know in, in your rivals' faces for like a split second. But ultimately, it's like it's not it's not quite it's not nearly as fun as things like the origin of the story being a Texas A and M beat writer or. You know, the idea of of a coach in the SEC being like, look, if I could do horns down, I will plant a fucking flag in the stadium with, with, with it on there. If it will not get me 15 yards. <laughs> you know, like, that's the shit that I live for. Oh, yeah. So, so, so anyway, Missouri's probably a hard no. Uh, and A&M, obviously, hard no. Uh, mm. Two more would be needed to block this invitation. And I'm not sure that that's going to actually happen here. Um, uh, Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports is saying that getting uh, the 11 votes doesn't actually seem to be an issue based on people he's talked to. Um, this deal would only happen if it is Texas and OU. It won't be one or the other, even though Texas probably, and Oklahoma too at this point, they could probably fuck off and go independent if they wanted to, but I think everybody still wants that conference money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Makes what sense. this all comes down to is the TV rise and ESPN just basically vacuuming up all of these conference rights right now. And, you know, ESPN, the only conference they don't have yet is the Big 12, is mm-hmm. the Big 10, as far as exclusive rights. They're split between 
right now. They they grabbed the SEC from CBS. They re-inked you know some of their Group of Five deals. So basically, ESPN isn't just becoming the home of college football. They're like angling to become the only home of college football because they not only have the channels on and, and on TV sets, you know, you, you don't have to worry about finding the Pac-12 network. You don't have to worry about a NASCAR race coming and fucking taking over on FS1 where there's a kickoff to be had, like we've seen happen. MLB games won't take over a Fox kickoff. So yeah, they're really positioned to do that. They have the ESPN Plus platform which is so tightly tied together with Disney Plus and everything else. There's a lot of people, myself included, that have that bundle. I could see just about any college football game I want to as it is, but now it could get even easier, quote-unquote, from that point of view if ESPN basically completes this, you know, it's very Vince McMahon-y. You know, back when uh, WCW and ECW were floating out there, Vince just fucking bought them. Like, hey, all wrestling's here now. All wrestling's here. And yeah. it took forever yeah. to get a, another product out that, that could compete. And that's really, I mean, think about how much Fox invested into the big noon Saturday. And that's the whole reason Notre Dame's having a noon kickoff with Wisconsin as it is. Imagine now taking your marquee big 12 matchups out of that. You're basically asking Ohio State to kick off at noon at every opportunity you can. <laughs> because that's all yeah. you're left with at that point. Basically, yeah. It's like, are people really going to tune in and believe it's a big kick between Baylor and Texas Tech when they haven't had to play Texas or OU? Nope. People yeah, tuned in no, to watch Texas get embarrassed, even when they weren't yeah. good. Yeah, and I mean, you, you can you could probably envision scenarios where, you know, like adding, presumably because that'd be the only way the conference even, you know, stays alive, is they would probably need to add, you know, significant hitters to replace or consider adding you know more teams and let's say obvious ones being let's you know the, the lowest hanging fruit in my mind would be like Cincinnati and UCF let's say right. th- that to, to offset the hemorrhaging of blood that's that's flowing out of them from this loss they, they, they try to bring in they bring in UCF and Cincinnati for like the first season realize it's not quite enough and then they decide to bring in I don't know four others after that like the then you know the, the product has the potential to to create enough ripple effect to you know to reshape you know not just the you know the the the, the remaining conferences in the obviously the group of five but like you can kind of restructure the entire sport at a, at a kind of at a starting point of this like once you start to get through these super conferences these you know like maybe the big 12 finds itself stumbling or morphing into a super conference of sub teams and then they start you know their own pod system and then you know, we saw an ACC, you know, proposal of all that. Like they, they bring out a pod system. Like I, I could see this kind of just Texas being the stupid, irrationally large weight within the sport that they are, and Oklahoma being the powerhouse that they are, and especially recruiting wise. Like just that's that the two of them alone moving could completely like completely change the way. You know the number, the way the sports consumed, the 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 number of months it's played, the number of games in a season can 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 increase. The the playoff may shift. The whole structure, like you know, it becomes it it, it it there's a lot that can happen here that I'm kind of excited to see play out more than anything. Yeah, hell, Dabo, you know, switching gears completely. He was saying if you're going to expand the playoffs, shorten the season. Let me have my FCS money game in the spring, like you're saying, like when things are played. I mean, all this stuff is on the table right now. 
as far yeah. as ways that we're going to change stuff. It's funny that you brought up the pods because that was brought up by the SEC network. It's basically ESPN yeah. giggling right now like we make it Texas and Oklahoma. They already have the fucking Longhorn network, and they're like, watch this. We're just going to. We're going to create more chaos. But it, it goes to what we were talking about, if you remember. And this is kind of like the, the the bigger picture talk. I, I think now is you know as is, is good a time of any to, to really think about okay. bigger picture of where this is going to go. Hey, Lowell listeners, if you're looking for something just a little bit different in your Irish merch, why don't you head on over to the HLS store? You can reach it by going to herloyalsons.com slash store. Check out all kinds of different designs for T-shirts, masks, children's apparel, sweatshirts, stickers, magnets, you name it. Our T public stores probably have it. Again, head over to herloyalsons.com slash store. Now you have, okay, if we do, the SEC would become the first true super conference. This was talked about back when we first did this dance, what seems like an eternity ago, when we were trying to figure out where everybody would land. Now you're going to have a 16-team conference. Now you actually got some scheduling issues at hand. You can't just play everybody in your conference. Divisions definitely don't make sense in a traditional college no. football schedule. And that's what we were talking about uh, with this playoff expansion, that divisions yep. and, and determining your conference champion based solely on divisions make no sense at all. And you should just ditch them, have the top two teams play each other. And if you have a 16-team league, that really makes a lot of sense. The cream is absolutely going to rise into the top there, and you're not stuck with a constant rematch guaranteed. Right. So you could you could avoid all of that. But the other thing that interests me, because I floated out, is like maybe this forces conferences to actually contract and get rid of some of the dead weight. Now, what I'm really interested in seeing happen is that nobody makes these decisions in a vacuum. And what I mean by that is that when the decisions get made, other people react to it. When the first domino started falling and Nebraska bolted for the Big Ten, then all of a sudden Colorado's going to the Pac-12. You have Texas A&M going to the SEC. You have the ACC grabbing new menus. You have the American developing out of the ashes of the Big East. TCU ends up going to the Big 12. So mm -hmm. now, this time, the Big 12 is looking like the ashes of the Big East. They seem to be the odd man out. And the other four hungry lions are around there looking for, okay, what scraps can we potentially take here? Or do we just leave them to rot? And that's one thing I'm really interested to see what happens. Does the Big Ten try to finally execute their super conference idea? Does the ACC try to keep pace with the SEC? I know they want Notre Dame to come on board, but there's really, and they've made it very clear at their media days, that they, they would love that to happen. But the, the fling is over. Now that we're right. not uh, under COVID regulations, you knew what this was. The fling's done. So now, <laughs> now, now where does everybody go in this? The ACC, I don't think, would want to expand without Notre Dame because it only waters their conference down a little bit further. I'm honestly not sure what the Big Ten's appetite is for expanding because right now they got one marquee team, maybe two, and Penn State. Michigan is a dumpster fire right now. Do, do you really want to bring more people on to that mess and just – completely go mediocre the pac-12 just got a new commissioner i don't know if he's yeah. ready to expand further so 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 that brings the big question is i i feel at least and i want to hear your thoughts on that. i still think notre dame's safe in the independence realm 
because of of what we talked about before the playoff expansion, I just don't see Notre Dame doing a good job at securing their spot in the table there. Uh, really mattering too much, but with this move, do you think that changes, Shane? Do you see the conferences, you know, trying to consolidate more power? Where's your head? At? Um. Uh. Well, th- there's there's really like one. There's there's two things. One, what it, it depends on what the value of independence looks like at the time, uh, and and it may be that the the tide turns. You know, it it may be that because of uh such like you know uneven distribution of power with the sec like presumably forming their own super conference in this in this scenario are there teams out there that look around and think well maybe the best thing for me is to not be tethered at all you know and and have reach into these super conferences without having to restrict myself to one you know um it, it, it becomes kind of like a moving moving pieces uh, onto, on a table of really like who's got the largest, you know, uh, collection of assets in, in terms of, you know, their financial stability, their, their, their donor network, their, you know, their, their, their programs, like the, the number of programs, the sustainability of all of their, of their athletic programs. Like, like I, I can, I hate to say it, but I can see uh, a, a team like USC, for example, you know, perhaps deciding, you know, to, to unmoor themselves if enough uh, movement takes place. Perhaps even someone like an Oregon could join them. Um, you know, maybe Miami looks around and says, well, the ACC isn't, didn't ever really work for us. Maybe we can try our luck elsewhere. Um, and, and they pick up and shift. And, and, and you know, like things, things may start to move enough that, um, you know, some schools may be forced to look at their own self-interest a little bit harder. Um, as, and yeah, the dollars for, for media rights will still play a factor, but you know we're starting to see like with the SEC recognizing their amount of power, and yeah, the Longhorn Network exists, but for fuck's sake, I mean, is it really competing, you know, with any of these major networks? Not, not really. It's it's its own kind of a echo chamber of of churning. Uh, uh, it's it's like its own money laundering uh, operation. It's just they just keep <laughs> putting money back into their own fucking pockets and spending it right back on themselves. Um, but like I don't know, I, I just feel like the, those contracts will become fewer and farther between as streaming becomes more the norm, and as these networks stop having to you know limit themselves to individual cable packages or certain providers or like certain regional limitations, and everything becomes streamable all at once. You know, shit will start to consolidate down. The 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 biggest ones like and this is true of the, of the networks of the t- and TV, like you said, the cream will rise to the top. They'll be the ones that will secure. The most valuable super conference, you know, contracts like an SEC, like let's say a uh, uh, a Big Ten, Big Twelve, somehow hybrid or something to that effect. Um, it, it, th- those will be the things that will fall into place. So that I feel like there will be there will be a lot of a, a lot of consideration to be made. You know, like a BYU had to a while back, and th- and, and just kind of look and say, like, listen, I mean, we we can play in a conference, but. It kind of sucks because a lot of these teams fucking suck. So, you know, <laughs> hey, you think why... BYU wants any piece of the the leftovers of the Big Twelve right now? In hell no, Jesus Christ, no, no, that does nothing for that. They'd rather play Air Force at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. Um, but it's just like that, that. That's the idea. That's really what I see potentially happening. And now for Notre Dame, I mean, they're probably 
they're, they're, they're probably going to continue to value independence no matter what. I think I, I think the second part of what I was saying, because there was two parts. One is with the value of independence, and two is really, like, where's the money at? You know, like, that's really the only thing I think Notre Dame has to consider in this scenario. Uh, you know, they, they, they have their kind of sweet spot with NBC right now. That's starting to look a lot, kind of a lot more valuable as things start to take shape, because if NBC remains its own separate space and doesn't, you know, take up, let's say, shackle up with a super conference in five years or, or in 10 years or, you know, whatever the ACC becomes in the future. Say they don't shackle up with them. Notre Dame being, you know, having that exclusive space makes it, you know, even more enticing to have, you know, access to that exclusive air, broadcast space. And, you know, there's going to be an incentive to, you know, to kind of hop on the bad wagon, if, so to speak, and, and play Notre Dame as often and as regularly as you can. To make sure you at least get that that spot, and I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Notre Dame has come this far, you know, with all the shit that has changed. I really don't think what any other conferences do is really ever going to fucking matter to them, un- unless the money is uh, irrationally higher than anything that they could generate on their own with their own contracts, which, which I just don't. I don't foresee happening. Right, and I think you hit on the big point to where, I mean, Notre Dame has always known that they're not making as much money as they could be with the NBC contract. That's right. been well known for some time now. I mean, that the, we already went through that during the first dance of uh, realignment. Now, Notre Dame obviously will get re-upped. They'll make more money than they did previously, and I think that will continue as long as they want to be with NBC. But you hit on the key point. Now that ESPN's making this power grab, they're, they're not going to be able to grab the one school that they would love to have, and that's Notre Dame. I mean, they, they would love to have all those eyeballs consistently. So now Notre Dame's in a position to where as long as they are good, you're going to see what we've been seeing for, for the entire time uh, in these past few years. You have nice mid-afternoon kicks on NBC with the occasional primetime home game now that we've mixed those in the rotation. And then when they go over to ESPN, they're either playing by themselves in an odd time slot because of Thanksgiving, Memorial Day, or you know all, all the holidays or whatever, or mm-hmm. they got the primetime slot pretty consistently no matter who they're playing. And yep. for Notre Dame, that's a sweet deal, and they don't have to worry about any kind of splits or anything like that. And they're able to – and the other big part about what – kind of gets lost in the shuffle here is that even though education isn't the priority when football like we all know that but the thing is schools still use this as an avenue not necessarily to to buoy the uh education funds but they do use it to get their name out there of hey come fucking apply here please for the love of god you know send us your tuition money that's what we want and there is a correlation across the entire nation when a school gets good at football, their applications, especially if they were a traditional powerhouse, go through the roof. Like Texas schools are yeah. kind of unique because they have like a, a flat percentage rate that they can let in. If you're uh, in the top 10%, you automatically get in. And a lot of kids will go ahead and do that, have their pick of the Texas school that they want to go to, the public universities. But for other schools, you know, Alabama, you think they like grab kids from Texas? 
just just yeah. randomly. No, it's because they got a <laughs> badass football program. You see awesome shots of Tuscaloosa. Ole Miss has got the Grove and this unique stuff. Like it's all advertising for the university. That's why right. they excuse me. That's why they want to be in these marquee spots. So from Notre Dame's perspective, yeah, the the opponent is going to have uh, a message, uh, some kind of commercial. But do they get to have the the extended fighting for spot? Do they get to have everybody seem like they're all chummy and know everything about the university and mention throughout the broadcast how the university is different here and there? That kind of stuff just doesn't happen in a normal broadcast. And that's why Notre Dame values that independence of the NBC relationship so much because they still get to do it. They don't have to worry about ESPN hitting some talking points because NBC is going to do it for them. And that yeah. is more valuable to them than just about anything else. And especially if, because think about when Notre Dame usually kicks off. You're, you're looking, okay, what's on Fox, what's on ABC, ESPN, uh, CBS, and, you know, along with the Notre Dame kick, if you want to figure out what's going on there. Now, if ESPN consolidates on this, you'll be like, well, Fox is showing shit I don't care about. CBS is showing shit I don't care about. Well, there's ESPN and ABC and NBC now. And that's yep. it. You got yep. one channel of networks and you got Notre Dame on its own channel. And that is that again, that is just stuff that you can't put a real dollar value on. And exactly. That's going to be absolutely huge uh for Notre Dame going forward because everybody else has got to worry about the streaming bullshit, the ESPN plus, being on their own network. And Notre Dame fans are like, hey, guess what? All our home games are still on that fucking, you know, it's, that TV antenna still works. Always still works. Yep. I can still pick that. up the shit digital. <laughs> I mean, that that's, yep. and again, that is an incredible thing to be able to say going forward. So I, I still don't think Notre Dame is in danger right now. I think if anything, this might make them even more bullish if that can even be a thing in their independence. Because really, the only thing that goes sideways here is if the deal that Jack Schwarbrick helped broker ends up becoming, nah, sorry, you got to be a conference champ or you're not in the playoff, then it's, okay, fine, we cave. Mm -hmm. And then everything goes to hell with independence. But until that happens, Shane, I just don't see it. Nope. Nope. I don't, I, I, it's, just, it's just something that's like, uh, it's not like a realignment, like, uh, invincibility cloak, but it's kind of a bulletproof vest. This shit, shit still hurts, but it's not lethal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just the COVID vaccination type thing. It's like, ah, well, yeah. I might still get it, but I probably won't be in the hospital. <laughs> You're like, hope there's no more variants. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that that's it. That's exactly what we're at right now. We're hoping there's not another playoff variant that pops up in the middle of nowhere because all these fucking schools are intermingling their non-vaccinated yeah. asses and independents like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to go with this conference to do that. And all of a sudden, we get a clusterfuck of a playoff as a result. Oh, no, the Big 12 is on a ventilator. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, honestly, what I want to see with the Big 12 dying, uh, I mean, by all intents and purposes, the Big 12 is absolutely on life support right now. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> I want to see the American make a power play. That's what I want to see. Fuck all this, like, who's the Big 12 going to bring in? I want to see the American be, who are we going to steal? 
We're, we're going to ditch this yeah. Power 6 bullshit. We're going Power 5. Have fun in irrelevance, Big 12. I I mean, they, they've been bullish enough to do it, especially when you got people like UCF in that conference. Yeah. You think they wouldn't yep. be on board for that kind of shit? Oh, that'd be gorgeous. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They claim, they claim the championship the first season even if they didn't win a single fucking game just because they could. <laughs> they've done it before. <laughs> It's like then now it matters, and now the the distinctions between with the the playoff expansion, power five, group of five won't matter because now it's again it's highest ranked conference champs. It wasn't highest ranked power five; it's highest ranked exactly. conference champ. It's exactly. unbelievable how the language was written in to make Texas look around like there ain't no reason to be here, like at all. Yeah. OU yeah. same way. Like what what good has it done them? In fact, being in the Big Twelve, they're like look. We've seen it hurt us. We've seen the championship game fuck us. We've seen the lack yeah. of a championship game fuck us. Why are we doing this? We might as well play Alabama every now and then just to get a shot at it, just to say we get a chance to do it. And honestly, I, I tip my hat. It's a it's a ballsy move. It's smart as shit. I, um, I, I would love to see Texas and Texas A&M play again, even though I seem to be in the minority of Aggie fans that actually give a shit about that game ever happening again. But, it's uh, dude, yeah. but like you, you grew up liking that game, right? I grew, you grew up, up loving up like, that game, hey, loving the game. That's the shit that matters, man. All the, the Aggie fans that insist on like turning around and be like, "Texas, who? I've never heard of Texas." We're oh, not really. You rivals. mean us, Texas A and M? Yeah, fuck you. We, we know what you're talking about. It, it, it's it's one of those rivalries that like you miss. Like, yeah, I hate, I hate, I still involuntarily have so many mean things to say about Michigan just because are we playing them all the time no but like if we did every year I wouldn't be mad just because I hate them and I loved I loved the person I was when I was able to actively hate them every year 365 never off that's the shit that I like but that's because you know I grew up liking that shit like you know not a fan now may not give two shits about whether or not Notre Dame plays Michigan, but like that to me is something valuable. This is the same for you. You should not apologize for wanting Texas and Texas A&M to, get to, fuck, to fucking throw down again. Absolutely. And it'd be great. Now there's a whole layer to it. That now, now it's like you're intruding on our turf right now, assholes. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they actually get to we play a bigger bully. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 can you imagine like Jim, now Jimbo Fisher being a part of that bullshit? <laughs> like, it, his mm -hmm. response was great. It was like, it's like, uh, it's like, what are your thoughts that Texas and OU would like to come play in the SEC? And he's just looking. I bet they would. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, great being on this side of the podium. Anybody yeah. paying attention to Big Twelve media days? Well, they are now, but like, damn right. Beyond that, Hell everybody yeah. is focused on what's going to happen with the SEC stuff. What's going to happen? Yeah, you have our attention for like one season, Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah. So this, I. I it's great. It's absolutely hilarious that this has popped up kind of out of nowhere. It's like the the preemptive strike on realignment because we're still four years away from this becoming reality. But if, if just in a span of like a month, Shane, we've had upending the playoff. We have upending conference alignments again. Yeah. In, in the span of a month, man, COVID did some shit to people. It really makes it people been. like it's like we. We're, we're going to take a look in the mirror right now. And really, honestly, I need to work on me. <laughs> yeah. What COVID did was that it kind of, it, it, it blew the fucking cover 
on the on the fucking on all the smoke and mirrors about how everything takes decades to prepare and fucking eons of planning and contracts can't be jeopardized or no comments can even be made as to the jeopardizing of a contract within 10 years of its conclusion we're like shut the fuck up like i'm texas i got all your money if i feel like it just so y'all know when this one's over i'm out just you know clock's ticket chief i'm waiting you know, that, that's, that's, oh, you? You're in? We're not going to do this without oh, you, you in the Red River Shootout. You in? Okay, cool. You're in. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They make they made an oh, you joke at them, and they laughed, and they high-fived. They're like, let's take our money and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that, that's 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 what COVID did. COVID revealed to us that all the, all the pomp and circumstance around, you know, the protection of schedules and, you know, uh, rivalries and relationships, all oh, that shit can be canceled in within 24 fucking hours, and here's a new game. Like, we, the, the, the rules... You know, all the training wheels are off. You know, everyone's fucking just pedaling now. Yeah, it's, I, I love it. It goes back to the, the crazy stupidity of why we love this sport. And you know what? If this sport wants to keep giving us slam dunk podcast topics instead of going through the preseason yeah. magazines until Please. fall camp starts, I won't be mad because this is great. This is hilarious. Yeah. This is fun. Not mad at all. <laughs> oh, man. We could shoot. I mean, look. If they go, if Texas and OU go to the SEC, man, the state fair, that game right there, it'll it'll just mean more, Shane. It'll just it'll, mean oh more. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! The giant, uh, the giant statue. What is it? What is it called? <laughs> <laughs> big Tex. Yeah, Big Tex. Oh, They're going to have to write. They're going to have to write. It just means more on his belt line. You know they're going to have to. Ah. Uh, Someone's going to spray gonna paint a, a bulge on him. On Come on. Hello, folks. Welcome to the State Fair. I'm Big Tex. Welcome to the Southeastern Conference. And down here, <laughs> it just means more. We are opening yeah. up a Waffle House stand right next to the corn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the fried Oreo stand now includes fried gator. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, that that's going to wrap it up for us. Hope everybody enjoyed this because, man, this offseason is giving us so many gifts. We're like, hey, let's uh, podcast regularly, and this is just yeah, a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, next week, needy. we will try to return to Notre Dame previews because fall camp yeah. is around the corner, but we will see what happens. You never know. Somebody could do some real stupid shit coming down the corner, and we'll talk about it. That's what we're here for. Hell, yeah. But, folks, make sure you catch us and subscribe over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Make sure to go give us a follow over at twitch.tv slash herlulsons. Come join the conversation and keep it lively over at herlulsons.com slash discord. As always, you can find us at our site at herlulsons.com. Until next time, y'all, go Irish. Have a good one. Have a good one.